0: And of course they don't, there's no video. <laughs> it's just not video. All right, cool. All right, so but let me make sure you can see this. I'll obviously be doing some editing. Here you go. All right, so can you see it? Yep. Okay. All right, so here's your natal chart. I always like for people to be able to see it so I can kind of point to things really. Um, so what I noticed is a lot above this you know line here which means you're probably very um public you're not trying to hide things or i i like saying keep things close to the chest versus hiding them you're very open and public you've got a lot of earth but you also have a lot of fire in your chart and i'm like wow earth and fire that just means that you know if you Set your mind to do something. If like you have an idea, you can actually bring it through to fruition. Like you have the the wherewithal to do those things, which I think is really awesome. Um so that's kind of what I kind of got just initially from like glancing at your chart, but there is a lot more.
1: How is that landing with you so far? Um, it definitely resonates. It definitely resonates, which is um I appreciate you saying that, because as we shared in the meeting yesterday, uh, at times it feels like I should be doing more, and yet there's this other feeling like it's not quite time yet, and I said, well, what is it do you want me to do? And I know what that feels like when all the guns are ready to fire, because of all that earth and fire, and so, you know, it's kind of a tweaking, that's why I threw that first question out to you, is, you know, exactly... You know if there's any clarity you can give me so anyhow yes that resonates yeah
0: so let's look at that question next so let's look at purpose um soul's work those kinds of things Mm -hmm. so right now when i'm looking at your clarity of purpose i'm looking at Taurus. i'm looking at capricorn you know again a lot of earth energy and a little bit of fire with leo (laughs) Mm -hmm. wow so really what we've got here is i'm looking specifically at your sun Um, your moon, and your Mercury, and then your rising, which is over here in Leo, but everything else is, like I said, a lot of earth energy, so when I was looking at this earlier, what I kind of came away with, is there's a lot of spiritual work, which I think is surprising to you, because of how we met, right, that there's this, this really deep, vast spiritual part, and in fact, I want to, it's like, I want to veer off a little bit here, which I sure. don't want to. <laughs> I said I was going to do one thing, but I want to do another because it was so prominent in your chart, um, is that when I was looking at your, I guess what I'm going to is your, um, soul's work is like your Chiron, your ninth house, um, your North node. All of those things really pointed to a deeper spiritual movement. And I was looking at it and it's like, your greatest joy is you being your own guru, right? Mm-hmm. Discovering and sharing your truth. And I was like, wow, but it just kept coming up over and over again in your chart that this is the direction that you're heading. Um, and even, you know, when I looked at your North node, when you, you think about your South node, help you is the stuff that you already know, right? The stuff that's easy for your North node is where you're going. And it's that thing that you need to push through to kind of really pull things together. And it's like, you have this organized, helpful part that's coming from your South node in Virgo. And then you have Pisces. Are you kidding me? Pisces, North node. And then you have this, you know. The master teacher is all about being your own guru. That doesn't surprise me, but that organized, helpful part of Virgo is moving into Pisces so that you can use your intuition to help people, which is really diving deep and being your own guru, finding and sharing your own truth. That's why I said it just kept coming up over and over and over again. Um, there's another part under, I look at the fifth house is the house of entrepreneurship. Okay. And uh, self-expression because mainly it's ruled by Leo, even though in your fifth house you have a little bit of of, um, Sagittarius, which is good because that gives you some order there. And then where that master teacher thing going again, right? If you have Capricorn, you have your fire and earth in there. Shocker. Um, In your fifth house. And so even when I'm looking in your fifth house, And I see um, a vertex there. It's kind of like your fate gate. And you're going, it's all about going beyond the facts to truth, to spirituality, right? And getting into the, the spiritual, philosophical, and moral issues associated with things, right? And that's what you're teaching. That's the master teacher part, which feeds right into being your own guru.
1: Thank you that um, was hugely confirming for many things um you know and it's, that's why i said yesterday i'm so excited right now i feel like i've been training for 20 years for right now and i say like okay what do you want me to do now what do you want me to share and they're like just chill and i'm like no i really want to do something come on now I've been, you know i've been biting at the bit to do something and um and i i know i feel that just just be right now and it's all gonna come, you know, when it does, you just share. You share without, um, what's the word, without attachment, right? Yeah, and without
0: attachment, trying.
1: and definitely without a filter.
0: Like, don't try to dumb it down or make sugar coated or anything like that. It's, you've got something powerful to share, whether it's that. that way to you or not, because I think it'll feel so easy that you'll think, is this really something that people need to hear? Is this really as profound? It
1: is. It's funny because I I do question that. And but why I do is because as I always tell, you know, a lot of people that I know is that <clears throat> you forget that, you know, what you know and how you got there. Mm-hmm. Right. So these 20 years of studying could be very much like going through, you know, 20 years of school. And, every day is just been diligently reading and taking and, you know, listening and, and you forget that you've done all that work or you forget that what it was like to be in year two and year three. Mm -hmm. Not many people commit at this level that we all do, right? Like we live and I live and breathe this. It's created some interesting social. deterrence because it's hard to get along with people who will you know speak your language. It's not hard, but it's just not as fun right. But anyhow, it is um, awesome. I appreciate all that.
0: And I want to um, it's funny. there's this one thing that that came up here in your um, first house, which is really how when I kind of look at transitioning from kind of more personal things and talking about this more business wise. The first house is how your clients see you, right? So hmm. your son may be over here in Torres, but they
1: see you as Leo. I have felt that tremendously.
0: Um, yeah. and, and I thought, and it's so funny, even, you know, yesterday was the first time that I met you. And it seemed like you had more of a fire sign. I would—I don't know that would have. We didn't get to talk as much, obviously, mm-hmm. because of the format. But I would have never thought Taurus.
1: <laughs> like you, you do you, you—you exude the Leo. What I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I chose the Leo, um, you know, as my ascending because. I've seen where it's been massively important. And I feel like I align sometimes a bit more with that. Uh, Although I am quite fixed in the way I do things. So Taurus feels like kind of the, you know, um, it's operating the puppet, but the Mm -hmm. puppet is Leo. Like I show up as Leo. Oh, I love that you said that, yeah. Taurus is up there managing the strings kind of. Uh, And also I find like, you know, a lot of obviously my connections are with Leo's. and I resonate with that as well. I just thought this was a,
0: and a quick point to feel a lot of Taurus. You have so many planets in Taurus. So it totally makes sense that you said that you feel like Taurus is just being the Marion, the, the puppet. Marionette. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it was just, it is amazing. And then there's this piece here with the dark moon Lilith. And I always think of the Lilith as that, that, that part of you that's screaming to get out, that we kind of push aside, push aside, push aside. And when I see uh, Lilith here in the first house, I have Lilith in my first house too, right? So part of what Lilith's saying is this is about identity and, and being who you really are um, and coming out full force. And then you have Leo who loves the spotlight anyway, which I think is amazing. But also because you're so much in the light, especially with Leo, it's being, um, I look at it as like being um, some kind of awareness around energy vampires. Are you familiar
1: with that term? Um, I am. And by that you mean when people are around you and, and, you know, um, yeah. And kind of suck your, suck your energy down. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Or it could be also people, I mean, that's probably the main part, but also look at people who try to manipulate you and kind of, you feel like you just got tossed into a situation. You didn't ask for the situation, but here you are. And now you have to deal with it.
1: And go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I found it all this has been training and um Mm -hmm. i don't find myself in those situations so much anymore because you kind of can feel them now right you just don't go near them um yeah what do they say you know that the the more you ascend the smaller your circle you know like and it there's truth to that that's something you know those people that you really feel connected to at least for me it has been um and there's just a few where in texas it was a bigger circle and come back to Arizona and a lot of those other people have kind of fallen to the wayside and on, you know, moments we speak, but not like we used to. And, um, yet I feel more grounded and, um, in, in the I amness of who I am being here, especially with the last two years of the solitude, so to speak. This is great because it means that you face that shadow. Yeah, that was an ugly week. Are you familiar with Muji? No, no. Muji is a, um, a, I guess, a spiritual guru, if you will. He was originally born in Jamaica, and then he, I believe, went to London when he was 10, and then he became a street artist, and he befriended someone who introduced him to spirituality. And he's gone on to become a spiritual guru, and now he resides in Portugal, um, and he has his satsangs there. Um, but there's one, and I didn't even expect it this particular morning. I was sitting and just drinking some coffee and I jumped on a video that had, it was called an invitation to freedom. And it's a very kind of a gentle, but so profound, I guess maybe when, you know, it's that when the teacher is ready, when the student's ready, the teacher appears that morning, he basically just led the entire group that he was facilitating, uh, to um to discovering your higher self Mm -hmm. and it's not that i hadn't connected with that before but in the way that he did it, it was so simple and um the video just i remember reaching a point where where you just felt this connection and just were overcome with emotion and not sadness or grief but just bliss because you'd finally connected to that part of you and what happens is he he talks about this because the next week after that, and if you've ever done a Reiki attunement, you know, like this detox process, what happens is you know you've now disconnected from your ego and your ego wants more than anything to hold on because yes. it is your identity. And it was a really wild week that week following that video I did. And um I had no one to connect with because nobody had been through what I had just been through. So I was trying to make sense of what I was feeling. Happened to stumble on another one of his videos, and he said, "You know, it's been a week since you've probably done this. This is probably what you're feeling." And I was like, mind blown, right? He's like, "You know, you're going through all this because, because it's a disconnection of that what he calls a personhood, which is your identity." Yeah. You know, and it was it was beautiful, and it was scary, and I had so many other things going on at the time. I filed for bankruptcy last year, and um, so I had just worked through shame and judgment. And uh, my nervous system kind of went through a crazy, craziness. Um, And then this piece came in, Um, you know, the gifts started showing up and it was just, it was beautiful. It really was to look back now. Um, So I kind of felt that that's, that was my storm that I felt that part of one that was one of the storms that's prepared me now to, you know, once again, sitting idle here and doing nothing doesn't feel any different than it did last year. You know, it's just, I'm feeling more guided than ever to connect to source on a deeper level than I ever had before, and, and what I call play. Because somewhere, I don't know where, but there's a little scientist inside me um, who's fascinated with Joe Dispenza's work. If Oh yeah, yeah. And um, how uh, we have the ability to shift what we are. And, and a lot of that comes from the fact that, you know, in, uh, 20 years ago I was di- diagnosed with RA, and I chose not to go down the Western medicine road. Um, and decided to embark on this spiritual, natural way of being treated. Um, And just even in this last few days, as I was talking to Shirley and Gwendolyn the other day, um, what came to me was, how do we activate God in ourselves? Uh, And I just had this thought, you know, little Susie came out and showed me this little image. so I ran upstairs and I closed my eyes for 20 minutes and I envisioned every one of my cells had a very bright spark inside of it. And just kind of watched that just kind of go down all the way through my body. I got up 20 minutes later to jump on the call with them and I felt lighter and better. And I've been practicing that now every day. And I feel like that's just one means of integrating, you know, God into the body. Um, But also it's through conversation, you know, and so forth. And I, I feel at this time, this junction, Uh, even in the comment of the Dharma that I was, you know, kind of uh, given the other day, this is what this is about, at least from my perspective, is that people are being guided to reconnect to God slash God's self in every every way possible. And I'm just being shown the different ways that I need to be perhaps sharing how we can do that. That's really powerful. I've been
0: seeing more about you know we always think about activating our chakras from the bottom up mm-hmm. and activating from the top down oh wow and um when you when you just mentioned what you did that's what it reminded me of again activating from the top down
1: it's funny because when i do this illuminate the cells i start from the top down yeah that's I did it again this morning. I didn't even think because I'm thinking, oh, hey, okay, the light comes in, and then I see the light start to spark it all. So they look like little Christmas lights inside the cells. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Thank you. And okay. I was thinking
0: even yesterday, and this is, I mean, off topic, from not really off topic from where we are now, but even Gwendolyn was saying in the real powerful um, family constellation session she had. Mm-hmm kind of talked about that same thing about the light coming in and activating and turning on the root instead Mm. of and I thought there it is again so there's there's something as we're going through this place where we are now where kind of things are getting turned on their head Yeah, the conventional way of thinking is being turned on its head you saw it through as like you said activating the cells probably So, it's that, that's just an observation, really quick. So, thank you so much.
1: Thank, thank you for sharing. No, I love that.
0: That that was wow. Okay. You mentioned a couple of things um, money. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, second house. Of course, is and this is where um, Virgo is. Uh, you've got Pluto there. And so Pluto is kind of like a generational thing. (laughs) When I I look at this, a lot of people have that Pluto in the same placement. Um, So this has to do with surrendering um, so you can be reborn. So in this case, surrendering perfection. And surrendering, when I think of uh, taking care of others, I'm really, um, it's almost like, that's the way we can, like roles. We have role of, mother, role of daughter, role of um, wife, role of friend, role of, you know, auntie or whatever it is, cousin. And in those roles, we take care of people a certain way. So to me, it's almost like surrendering all those roles, redefining them and rebirthing them into something more meaningful um and when I'm looking at you know typically I would say okay Virgo in the second house with a little bit of Libra in there you know this is about mainly Virgo being just very orderly you know they order worksheets of a definite way forward Libra uh, some balance in there making it a, a bit more beautiful and tasteful. But with that Pluto thrown in there, it's kind of like, again, (laughs) turning things kind of upside down. It's not like those other elements won't be there, but it's kind of like you're making money by helping people see things differently, by redefining their own roles in society. Does that make sense? Which it does. You know, when Um, you it in with the rest of it, with the spiritual teachings, that's, almost what has
1: happened. Well, what I feel, what I feel, um, what I feel it is, is uh, in a few years this came to me and mm-hmm. um, I called it, well, I heard the words were big love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know what that meant. Uh, and then I started to kind of, and through the healing understood that, you know, um, what I heard was you've seen others the way that um, I see them, meaning God, uh, you have felt I had an experience where I saw it, had somebody see me the way God sees me, and then it says, and now you must see yourself the way I see you, which is a tall order for any of us because well, we're our own worst critics. Yes, and um, so what became a compass was what I call um, the Big Love Compass: is what's the most loving action I can take for another or self depending on the situation and that really began to free me of a lot of things um eventually big love turned into live in big love uh, and then that actually was the action of being immersed in a space of sometimes we get you know we forget that we know what we know and and uh, emotional situation kind of grabs you and you're kind of in the monkey mind and then what i realized was like wait a minute uh, and and i don't mean this in a religious connotation but you know like what would jesus do or what would god do like how would they respond to the situation and since i started practicing that about 2 years ago everything all the waves just kind of mellowed out you know and so i call that in now when it's time to do that and i feel what that's helped me do uh, along the side with discovering the higher self was discovering my authentic self yes and that is exactly what to me when we help people redefine their own rules it's it's they're finding their authentic self and then creating from that perspective but the way to do that is through love Mm -hmm. you know so i'm starting to see the pieces fall in i feel like i've had this this puzzle box of pieces like i don't know how you want me to share this or tell this and so now as we're talking you know even now i can start to see uh, they're coming together in that way. Um but I appreciate that and that, the analogy you gave about turning it upside down with Jupiter in the in the second house that um that was very revealing. Yeah so I, I I'm so glad I'm so glad that's that being
0: helpful. I I'm not, I'm just gonna take a peek. Okay. You mentioned health you mentioned I think RA rheumatoid arthritis is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sixth house is all about health. You've got Capricorn and Aquarius in there. Oh, I'm going to, I, I want to make a reference here. So I want to look back at some of my notes really quick. So I know that. I'm giving you the right information. I don't want to um I don't want to make um give you information that isn't going to help you. There's something like my brain's telling me something and I can't quite remember what it is. Okay, no worries. So
1: um
0: That's not good either. Let's see, when I think about Capricorn, I think about so much stress because I always think of Capricorn as like the ruler of everything. And you've got, you know, just, it's about half and half Capricorn and Aquarius. And so I'm trying to figure out the Aquarius piece of it. Um, Okay. So. And I know Aries can be triggered pretty uh, badly by stress. Almost all of our elements are related back to stress. Um, but then it's in a nice way to, let me say this, with your moon in Capricorn, um, of relieving that stress is exercise. Which I don't know what kind of exercise routine that you're doing right now.
1: Well, um, because of the way I feel, sometimes I don't, but you yeah. Know, I've been feeling that need to do a little bit more. Yeah. Have you done any, um,
0: who does really good breath work? It might have been Gwendolyn, but I'm not sure. Uh, you might even talk to Wanda about some kind of fire breath work. Okay. Um, that comes into play, but, and then, even though you don't have a lot of water, I'm really seeing the, I don't know if you've ever
1: done water aerobics or any. Um, well, so it's funny, <laughs> I've been, there's my, there's my stubborn Taurus, um, mm-hmm. because so many people have encouraged me to do that and I haven't, and it's mostly because I hate being cold. And so even though the water may seem fine for others, like just the thought, like if it's not bathroom temperature, you know, like I like super hot water, I'm a, love, I love love heat. <laughs> So well, not surprising <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow. Um, but no, that's that's I mentioned to me before. Yeah.
0: yeah, so to relieve the pressure on the joints as you're going through and and because you're right, sometimes it's it's very painful to to move. Um, so yeah, that was the one thing I saw. And there might be, I mean, I don't know about Arizona, but there might
1: be a place where they have like um,
0: saltwater pool.
1: The, the The gym around the corner. Actually, we, we live kind of in a retired community. So my significant other said, "You should go over there." You know, I'm like, I'd be the young, I'd be the youngest one there. But yeah, I, I heard him. I think when at that time, when I was thinking about it, that was when the BK stuff kind of was going on, and it just all felt like I didn't want to focus on that. I needed to take care of this, and so now that my like my plate is cleared right now it's never been this clear. There's not very much to really be preoccupied about, which is what I love because now the slate is clean and I can really work on whatever I'm being called to do and the physical body, which is what I felt this year was really about. Yeah, if, I mean, just look at it because I think, especially if it's in a retirement
0: community, they're not gonna have it too cold.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. When all this passes, I need to look back into that. I think it would really help. Yeah. I don't know. That was
0: like the the first thing I was seeing was like salt water. And I was like, wait, what am I, <laughs> what am I messing with my notes? Cause this isn't making sense. But yeah. And I'm like, water That's what it is. So, okay. um, I'm trying to think what other questions do you have? Like, um, more things I can talk about,
1: but I'm like, wait, what other questions do you have? So in relation to this year and kind of where things are going and so forth. Um, so I know that you've printed the natal chart. But where, did you look at anything like in the next three months to see if anything changes? I know we've got um, some stuff coming up here in another couple weeks. And I know that like uh, Gwendolyn always says um, Taurus is in Uranus right now. So... Hmm she's just said you know you're going to have a lot of stuff going on for a couple of years <laughs> so we're kind of in the middle of that storm but i just curious if you had any sort of
0: no i don't um, rush in astrology so that's kind okay of look at what's going on day-to-day or predictive might be another word that's probably a better word for what i'm trying to say okay. it's, it's just natal astrology and then for me personally it's very much focused on your business oh okay so that's like the the bent that I have. It's very much focused on your business because I'm an intuitive business coach. So that's why um, I went this route. Uh, but yeah, if you were to ask me that, then I would say, okay, yeah, let's do a tarot reading <laughs> because that's that's how I look at that information.
1: Okay. Oh, well, then actually, no, I don't really have any other questions. I think you hit on all the pieces, and um, it was very enlightening. And especially the piece about, as you said. Um, you know your forte being the business side of things really helps me uh, put the pieces together sometimes we need those external perspectives because we're kind of so deep in our own stuff yes you know I, I don't have a means of like that was saying you know we're going in a practitioner call and you can share what you do and I don't really have a label I, some people in the beginning would say well you should do life coaching and that just I don't like that term I do feel I can help people see a different perspective and and move them out of spaces Mm -hmm. um, and change the way that they're feeling about something. And, you know, there for a while I kind of joked, I wanted to just be an alchemist. It was kind of that part of that little science person inside of me that really just wanted to help people take the energy that they're in and shift that into something different because we have that power within us. You know, even as simple as like, have you ever done a meditation with Gwendolyn like a one-on-one no, I haven't done a on one with her before. Okay. So I've worked with her for about five, six years. And some of the things that happen are so profound. We'll do a meditation. And in the meditations, um, I, I'm guessing it's a little bit of like the constellation work. So we assign, um, you know, uh, she'll say, okay, well, let's, Let's call you in when you're five. You know what are you doing? What are you looking like? Okay, now let's call the sphere in. What does that look like? So you have all these metaphors, and my inner child's pretty creative. And you're actually moving the energy within whatever's going on. Then boom, the next morning, complete shift. Somebody's reacting completely different. Oh, so well, you shift. So they have to shift Right, and mm-hmm. it was just by doing the meditation. So that got to that became a means of showing me how powerful we are in being able to, you know, be the star in our place, so to speak, and take those um, pieces and move them around um, by, you know, being a space, holding a space, forgiving, mm-hmm. owning what's ours, whatever the pieces, you know, and like I said, having worked with Wendland so many times now, there's a few things now that I've picked up on and, and it's just been so refreshing to watch that energy move. And see how powerful we are so yeah, i think that's kind of why that appeals to me um and then watching to see how powerful you know the concept of love really is when you truly send heartfelt unconditional love and acceptance to somebody and within a day they're a completely different person towards you you know mm-hmm. so yeah the alchemist piece really resonates deeply with just like i said why i love dispensa's work because dispensa was what, probably the who I've been looking for since the inception of the RA, where I was reading a lot about energy and spirituality. And then yet on a science level felt we had the ability to break ourselves. Then we definitely had the ability to heal ourselves. You know, and then he shows up and I was like, wow, this is the marriage of what I've been looking for. I
0: was thinking about, um, you said alchemist. And I thought spiritual alchemist. And then I kept seeing the magician Tarot card. Oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, that's who she is. But I mean, what do you call that? I don't know, I mean, it's gotta be something you're comfortable with,
1: but. So, one, t- one time actually, what came up for me was the high priestess, and when I went through and I read, uh, I mean, I understand a little bit of tarot, I don't read cards and so forth, but when I read her profile, or somebody had written something deep about it, said the priestess has gone through all of, uh, you know, the the hardships, so that they can then go back and help those that are also now facing those. And mm-hmm. I pretty much covered ground on <laughs> many levels. And so I, I think that sometimes that was what resonated at that time, about four years ago. Um, but that was before I started realizing all oh, the power we have to shift the energy. So both actually resonate with me. Um, you know, because a lot of times I ask myself, like, why am I going through this? And then I'm reminded, you go through this because when you meet someone else who's going to go through it or is in the middle of it, that compassion, that understanding, you know, that hope you can give to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is important. I always think of the priests at the gates, the high priestess at the gates of... Um, oh, okay. 3d 5d kind of like the earth plane the spiritual plane and pulling them together but to do that they still have to go through all the hardships they have to understand what it's like on both sides and bringing that thing together but i mean it's just there's to me there's so many different ways to um interpret cards. but I, I definitely see where you're coming from it's like they do go through all the hardships because how right provide spiritual counsel
1: so yeah so that's kind of what I'm fine tuning right now. And, you know, there's also been a part of me that's always resisted wanting titles because that felt very, you know, egoic and very confining. And yet, you know, like whatever it is you need help with, let's, you know, and I think that's another part of why I don't want to claim any one thing, although people want that so that they can, you know, define or understand or so forth. So,
0: Or in some case, when your yeah. business finds you. I'm sorry, I said that again? sometimes when you're in business, so they can just find you, because they're not looking for a person, they're looking for a solution, and they, oh yeah, huh, so they plug that in, and I'm like, okay, now I found my person, or, I found these three people, and from these three people, I'll find my person that I resonate with, so I, I try to look at it that way, it's not like a, so much an ego thing, as let me do what I can to magnify my. Trust me, I have to go through that same thing too. Where it's like, I don't want to be called anything, you know. (laughs) I want to be fluid in the way that I help people. Um, Yes, yes. But eventually, it's like you have to get to have to. But it helps others. It helps. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk about your client archetype, but it helps them find you easier.
1: So, well, thank you. I really appreciate that, and thank you for your time.
0: Thank you so much, and I'll see you in a few.
1: <laughs> see you in a few. I know that call starting here in a few minutes.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh yeah, it is.
1: All right. <laughs> another, another 45 minutes. All right.
0: No Long right me there. All right.